Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and salutations, sports and football fans. We are only a few hours removed from the Premier League action this weekend, the last game being Manchester United versus Wolves that went down on Monday evening. So now we need to figure out if we're enjoying our football or if we're really mad about it. Now, of course, this is all going to be dependent on who your team is, but here on Ups and Downs on What Culture Football, we try and be like a non-biased, happy group of people that can look at the Premier League and go, oh, well, well, that's amazing. And then we look over here and go, well, that kind of sucks. Called Ups and Downs for a reason. That's why... Let's up those football downs. I get a bit sick and tired when you hear people going, so-and-so should be in the Premier League because they are a big club. You're either in it because you deserve to be or you're not because you also don't deserve to be. But there are a few exceptions to that rule and I would say Aston Villa fit that bill. Just look at the history and the trophies they've won and the players that played for them and the things that they've done. So when they did make it back to the big time, a lot of us were like, you know what, fair play. Unfortunately, we're two games down and Aston Villa aren't having the best time. Give it a down. While there was a sense of optimism when they walked away from Tottenham last week, even though they did lose, Villa fans must have been absolutely astounded where in around about 48 seconds, they had gone from being nil-nil with Bournemouth to being 2-0 down and probably starting to wonder what the hell is going on. We spent all this money in the, in the transfer window. Nobody wants to be another Fulham. Remember what happened to them last season. Let's not that happy again. Fear, 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 worry, worry, worry. You know how it goes. In short, right now, things are not looking rosy for Dean Sith because Aston Villa aren't getting the fundamentals right. Simply put, if your defenders can keep calm and defend your back line and make sure you don't concede goals, then usually everything else will be okay but that's not happening. So let's hope that Villa aren't going to be a yo-yo club. And now that they're back in the Premier League, they can stay there. But I can only judge the season on the matches I've seen. I'm a little bit worried about Aston Villa. Not a bad way, just in an honest way. Talking of people that have climbed the ladder once more, Frank Lampard is obviously in charge at Chelsea. And on the one hand, you can say that Chelsea suck because they haven't won a game yet. On the other hand, you can look at it and go, isn't it nice? That Frank Lampard, Super Frankie Lampard, or whatever it is the Chelsea fans seeing, is looking at his youth, is looking at the kids, look at the academy and going, let's bring them in and let's see what they can do in the damn Premier League. Getting it up. I mean, Chelsea did have a much better first half than they did second half. And on that note, Leicester looked really good in those second 45 minutes and maybe they can break into the top six. But I appreciate the fact that Lampard is sticking with the youth, especially Mason Mount who not only scored a great goal in the first half, but has all the makings of a future Chelsea captain. Everyone's saying that because it's cliche. I'm sure Tammy Abraham will come good as well. And look, you do have Pulisic out on the wing as well. I know he's not a Chelsea Academy player, but he looks really good. And it's just nice to see a first 11. And you notice, oh, he's quite young and he's quite young. And we're planning for the future. Hopefully we do give Frank Lampard some time and he can apply his thoughts and his brain onto the club. But look, as a neutral fan, which I am, 
but Chelsea Leicester was a great game and it was more interesting for all of these reasons. So right now, I don't care where Chelsea finish, as long as they entertain me. I don't know if you're a Chelsea fan, you know, yelling at your screen, going, Simon Miller, you're an asshole, but I am an asshole. Let's move on. We go back to the downs because Sean Dice, the Burnley manager, really, really, really does not like diving and nor should he, but still down. Now, this one is tough for me because, of course, Burnley lost to Arsenal at the weekend 2-1 at the Emirates and I am an Arsenal fan. But Sean Dice was convinced that A, all the Arsenal players are divers, or essentially that's what he made out, but also B, the current laws in the game can't protect us against this because the worst a cheater, his words, not mine, the worst a cheater can get is a yellow card which essentially means one time a game you can cheat. Now that is good maths. Whether you agree with Sean Dyche or not, I don't know, because I'm just a man stood here in the studio. We can't actually have a conversation. Really, it does come down to this new school thinking versus old school thinking, or at least that's what many people are making out. Some go as far to say that diving is an art form, but if you're asking me, which you're not, but again, we're not actually having a chat, I don't want to see any diving in my football. If nothing else, it makes football players look like idiots. You should want to stand up and you should want to try and ride the challenge because it makes you look more of a badass. He is right though, not enough is done to try and get this out of the game. Although again, I'm biased. I do think he was kind of pulling at straws a little bit here just because he was upset that his Burnley team didn't win. However, again, going back to the crutch of his argument, he's right. Everybody in charge of the Premier League and FIFA and UEFA and the FA, you should probably be trying to do more to stop this but ultimately you just don't want to, which is fine. It's your choice. For the second time in Premier League ups and downs though, we are gonna give an up to Sheffield United because it's such a lovely Cinderella story. I mean, last week, Billy Sharp was scoring. This week, Sheffield United were winning at home. Even though everyone was like going, oh, Sheffield United not gonna win there, a bunch of rubbish. I like it until they play Arsenal, but you know the deal. And don't you try and tell me that Chris Wilder's team don't play football because they do. They're well organized, they're structured, they defend. When they're going forward, they move as a team. It's very fluid and it's very, dare I say, organic to watch. And Crystal Palace, a team managed by Roy Hodgson, struggled to get through them. And that's because they're a well oiled machine, I think they may be able to defy the critics and stay up. It's going to be a tight one, but the evidence is there. It also means that Sheffield United were able to stop the likes of Wilfred Zaha. Obviously, he was the talk of the town during the summer. I was going to be a dick and throw in Benteke's name there too, but I won't, and I will just say Benteke absolutely needs to start storing soon. Otherwise, I don't really know what he's doing on the pitch. But hey, look, we're only two games in, but check out Aston Villa, check out West Ham. They're yet to get off the mark whereas Sheffield United are putting points on the board, and that is imperative to do if you don't want to be dragged into a relegation scrap. So far, so good. While it was actually a very good week for Adrian, the Liverpool goalkeeper, it was also an absolutely terrible week on that Saturday. Down. I mean, he was the Super Cup hero on Wednesday, but come the weekend, he was basically kicking the ball into Southampton's Danny Ings, who of course used to play for Liverpool, and he went, all right, if you're just going to give me the ball and no one's around, I'm going to put it in the net. That's what he did. And if it wasn't for Liverpool as a whole during that game, Southampton probably would have got a draw. And maybe they deserved to get a draw too. They were really good. All of a sudden, fans were like, oh, Karius is back. It feels like Karius is back. And that is not fair because this happens to all goalkeepers. It's not like Allison is completely infallible is now, is it? Also, Adrian kept you in that game. If you are a Liverpool fan, he kept you in that game. He made some good saves. The problem, you are a goalkeeper, is that you make one massive error and everybody just focuses on that. It's different if you're a striker and you sky over the bar. I don't know why. It's just the way football works. But still, I imagine Adrian is still regretting what he did. 
That's why he has to get down. I tell you who absolutely has to get an up, though. Timu Pookie, oh my gosh, up. Not only did he score when Norwich lost to Liverpool, but this weekend when they played Newcastle in a 1-3-1, he got a hand-trick that gives him four goals. Right now, he is the Premier League's top goal scorer. But also, outside of that, have you seen those goals? They're all amazing, especially that first one. He took them so well, and he's just Pookie playing for Norwich. No one was talking about him. I bet he wasn't even in your damn fantasy league. He is now, which means he'll stop playing well. That's how it works. What a revelation. And that's not the only thing we can credit him here for, though, because he was also trying to set up and assist his teammates constantly and is running up and down, up and down. Ironically, the pitch was non-stop. This is a guy that anybody should want in their team, which means Norwich should now be terrified about January when the transfer window reopens because some big club will probably try and pinch him because he is coming up to 30, so these are his peak years. But look, he was one of the best players this weekend. He absolutely has to get an up. And that's why he's got to get an up, and I bet he scores next week too. It's in my bones. Much like we spoke about on last week's episode, though, VAR is still finding its feet, and because of that, gets a down. Now look, I get it, I understand. Maybe the problem isn't VAR and it's the actual rules. I am, of course, talking about the Man City-Tottenham game, where Man City had a last-minute winner ruled off, because it, like, touched somebody's hand for, like, a millisecond, or, like, a bit of fluff landed on their hand. Now, that is one of the rules that probably needs to change. I hate that rule for the record. But it's the way VAR works that needs to be addressed. And I get that it's new and I get it's going to take some time. But fans in the arena and fans watching at home, I don't think they really get it across to us either. We need to know what's going on because when you're sat there confused, it just feels like football is losing its place in this world. I do want to point out, it was quite funny when the Manchester City fans started chanting F-U-C-K VAR. I won't say the word because this is a family show. And yeah, I imagine most people would be pissed off against it. But we still know where we're going to be at the end of this season. For example, right now, Tottenham fans will love VAR because of that, and Man City fans hate them, but if it goes Man City's way in six weeks, we'll forget about this, and all of a sudden, we'll love VAR again. But the rules are the rules, it is enforcing the rules, just needs to be quicker, and we just need to make sure everybody knows what the hell is happening. As a reminder before I say this, yes, I am an Arsenal fan, but Ceballos, man, my word, what an incredible loan signing that is. He is getting a damn up. He absolutely ran that game against Burnley on Saturday, and it was one of the best performances I've seen at the Emirates for some time. And he had tricks, and he had flicks, and he had vision, and he had passes, and he had assists. Before long, he'll be in the goals as well. And this truly could be the difference between Arsenal not getting in the Champions League and Arsenal getting in the Champions League. I know that's hyperbole. I'm just very excited by it. I've watched his highlight reel that Arsenal put out there on social media three times because I'm a nerd. It was, there was more glory for the Gunners as well as David Luiz had a good debut. And of course, your man, Abama Wang, I can never say his name, you know what I'm talking about, got on the score sheet and so did Lacazette. I know we have to worry about Arsenal's defence a little bit, but going forward, you show me a better team in the league. I know Man City and Liverpool, I'm going to say it. I think Arsenal's right up there with them. Not saying it's perfect, there's still a long way to go, but I feel far more excited now than I did at the start of last season because we lost our first two games there. And here, we won our first two, I think, for the first time since 2009. Now we give another up for Wolves because they never say die. And if you did watch Wolves versus Manchester United, it was the stereotypical game of two halves. In the first half, Manchester United looked really good. Wolves looked awful. But in the second half, Wolves looked like a team we remember from last season. And they managed to win back a draw and survive that penalty. Get it up. So full credit has to go for Nuno Santo because who knows what he said to his players during that half-time meeting, but it lit a fire under their ass and they came out 
and they played Manchester United off the pitch. I know that's not as impressive as it was, say, 10 or 15 years ago, but it's still Manchester United. They're still trying to find their way too. Like I say, Wolves were so good. I was like, even though they're playing in the Europa League, maybe they can break into the top six again too. At one point, I thought maybe they can even win the Europa League itself. Traore was the real game changer who did come on at the 45-minute mark. And once again, Neves only scores goals that get you to pick up your phone and text your mate going, oh my gosh, did you see that goal? And then you go on Twitter and you find it, even though it's kind of illegal, but kind of not, but that's just what we do. Wolves are a great side. Manchester United also look better than this year. I just thought they came out and they bossed it. I was impressed. Also, we're going to give one final up to the fact that Manchester City aren't top yet. I still think they will be. I still think they will win the Premier League. But it's just nice. Is it nice? It's like a holiday. We've gone away. Things aren't the same. Things are different. It's fun. We should smile. Up. As things stand right now, they are two points behind Liverpool and Arsenal. Top of the league. Woo! And all of that kind of stuff. And look, as I've said, if somebody came in right now and put a gun to my head and said, calm down, I'll have a conversation with you about football. You don't need to put a weapon to my skull. I truly believe that Pep Guardiola's team will win their third Premier League in a row. They also should have beaten Tottenham at the weekend. They were so impressive and they were so dominant. I don't know how that didn't even happen. I mean, technically it did. Then VAR came in, we talked about it. But that's it, really. It's a silly little one to finish off this week's episode. I just thought by this point City would already be miles out in front and maybe Liverpool would be on their tails. And as of yet, there's you know, a little bit of mystery here. And in 10 weeks' time when we're still doing this and there is no mystery, you'll look back to this episode and go, Simon was right, I missed the mystery. And that was that. It was another weekend of great Premier League action. I finally got my fantasy football team ready, which means I'll lose because I missed the first weekend. That's what I do. I'm an idiot. And all in all, I still can't call it. Like I was convinced that Sheffield United were going to get relegated only two weeks ago. Now I'm like, Simon, you got that one massively wrong. So I'll have to wait and see. I think Everton may be about to come good too. Don't know why. Watch them at the weekend. They look pretty good. But who knows? Who knows what else is going to happen? We'll keep an eye on this space. Now, don't forget to leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about this week's Premier League action. Like, share and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com. Read yourself some articles. Follow What Culture Football on Twitter at whatculturefootball. Watch more videos here. More culture football. My name is Simon from What Culture. Thank you for watching. Join me next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.